Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, welcome to our podcast, Flip It and Reverse It. My name is Jasmine and I am joined here today with... Cam Beely Okafor. And this is a show where we force our interests upon one another. What are we talking about today, Cam? So today's episode, we are continuing from our last Marvel episode. In last episode, when it was, you know, two episodes ago, because you know we go back and forth. We ain't keeping track. It don't matter. Nobody's got a tally on their bedpost. Listen, the last time you heard these things. You, we're keeping track anyway. So the last time we talked about Marvel, we broke down all of the things that are coming out in the year 2020. Well, Marvel has told us what well, is also coming in 2021. So we're going to give you all that information today. So sit back, relax, grab something to drink, and we'll be right back. All right, everyone, welcome back. The very first thing we're breaking down today is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This will be the first thing that Marvel puts out in the year 2021. It's slated as of right now for a February 2021 release date. So the season of love. Jasmine and I just watched a little teaser trailer about what to expect from Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Jasmine, tell me what do you think about it so far? Um, I mean, it it doesn't I mean, it sounds like it's all theories at this point, right? But the Ten Rings apparently give him like Ten powers, all individual, which are all really cool. Like, there's not a lame one that's just like, well, you also are, you know, just never hungry. There's no lame power. It's all like ice power, fire power. Like, there's ten of them. That's nuts. That's way too many powers for one dude to have. So we should first explain that the uh, the villain in this story is actually going to be the Mandarin, someone who was thought to be introduced in the original Iron Man movie, but never got introduced. Well, it seems as though they're bringing him for to be the villain for this movie, and he's going to be holding what is called the Ten Rings of Power. And apparently each ring has a different power that's incredibly just ridiculous. And apparently these rings get their powers from an alien dragon? Yes, they do! <laughs> yes. Apparently there is many space dragons in this lore, which is good because it's about damn time, because I'm sorry, but we've had... We've had a Pegasus, basically, uh, with um, um, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Yeah, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. She, like, rides a Pegasus. We've had that. We've had, like, all sorts of gross little creatures. Like, I don't, I don't, I want a dragon. I want a lizard. I want a big, ferocious boy flying in the sky. And I know they can afford to do it. So it sounds like these dragons, you know, like apparently created these magical rings and now the mandarin has them it sounds like shang chi the hero of this story will be going up against the mandarin and his 10 rings and apparently the mandarin also has an organization that he calls the 10 rings so he named his organization after his rings so i guess that's kind of hey if you like your jewelry if your accessories are nice give them a little love name some terrorist groups after them yeah, so, you know, I remember when I first saw that they announced this project back in uh, July of last year, apparently the guy who they cast to be Shang-Chi has only been in a couple of roles, and mostly in Canada, 
And I guess he just auditioned for the role and he didn't know if he had got it or not. And I guess he they called him like three days before Comic-Con and told him that he got the role. And they, for, and they told him to go fly out to California for Comic-Con so they can introduce him to the world. As an actress, I hate that so much. Have a little respect for this guy. What if he had a date planned? Like, come on, man. Obviously, he's going to cancel it, but geez. So... It seems as though what they're trying to say is they've been setting up this movie for a long time. They were showing little, like, tidbits of the Ten Rings organization showing up in several movies. I guess they showed up in Ant-Man, showed up in Iron Man and Iron Man 3. So um, they've been laying out the framework that the Ten Rings have kind of been around this whole time. What do you feel, Jasmine? And what is your overall excitement for Shang-Chi and the Ten it's, Rings? It's tough. I mean, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode, or I heard somebody talking about it, but it's like... What's going to be the explanation? Like, it was with the Eternals, we talked about it. What's going to be the explanation for why this dude didn't show up? Like, at all? What was what were these guys doing? During, uh, you know, Endgame and everything. Well, he's just a martial artist. Maybe he wasn't doing anything because he probably would have just gotten beaten up. Who knows? Maybe he got just snapped. Who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, no, this guy, like, with ten different powers, that's like, that makes you as practically... I well, mean, the other villain than, has ten different powers. Yeah, yeah, the the villain. Obviously, Shane Chi's just gotten... I don't know, he's just really strong and good at martial arts. No powers, apparently. Um, but, hey, work for Jackie Chan. So, what are you going to do about it? Um, but, yeah, ten different powers, that's, like, basically as, as strong as Thanos was. I mean, obviously, the powers aren't as ultimate, but that's, like, crazy. That's so many powers, man. Yeah, it does seem a little bit overkill for... Just to go against a regular human. Yeah. Like, what's his, is he going to have the dragon? What's the edge? I, I don't know. It's like, um, you know, we got these magical dragons, and we got all these little gifts that they bestowed upon us. It's kind of like a, one of your favorite shows, Dragon Ball Z, isn't it? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. But I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's going to be pretty dope. Um, I, Ten Powers is crazy. I can't go over that. I'm just one, I just want the space dragons. And that's all I really know about this so far. But since there's space dragons, I'm going to give it like a solid eight on my scale of excitement. I am going to go with a six out of ten. Ow. I'm not sure space exactly. Dragons. Well, we don't know if we're getting the dragons or not. If we don't get the dragons, I give this automatically a five out of ten. So I'm not really sure what to make right now. We don't know a whole lot about Shang-Chi other than he's supposed to be like a really great martial artist. Like they said that he's supposed to be the greatest martial artist in the world, but we heard that about Iron Fist and that didn't really turn out so well for him. We've heard this before. So I'm a little skeptical to see how they play this out. I mean, it is their opening for 2021, so I'm getting a feeling that they'll dump some a good amount of money into this, seeing as how they don't want to disappoint the fans again So involving the Mandarin. Because there was a huge backlash with the Mandarin not being a good character in Iron Man 3. Which so. he wasn't. No. That was terrible. So I get the oh, feeling that they'll try a little bit harder this time. So with that being said, 6 out of 10. And when we come back, we'll be breaking down the next thing on the list, Loki. Hello everyone, this is our segment, otherwise known as Getting to Know Your Host. Woo! And 
we are taking a small break from the action to let you get to know the hosts better. Uh, this time, we are talking all about the real Jasmine Sherman. We are playing a quick game with her. I think that's my actual name. It is your real name. Uh, we are playing a quick game with her called Agree or Disagree. I'm going to ask her questions, and she's going to agree or disagree, and she may give you a reason why. I might. I might not. It might be a mystery, and you'll have to just DM me about it. So, question number one. Now, Jasmine, agree or disagree? Love at first sight exists. Uh, no, because there's some real pretty people, and then they open you up their mouths, and you're like, uh-uh, never mind, I don't do dumb. And then you move a light yourself right along. Right along to the person who is smart. Oh, Boom. hot take. That's not a hot take. Hot take. I love at first sight's bullshit, we all know it. Uh, chocolate ice cream is better than vanilla ice nope. cream. Definitely not. You already know this one. Chocolate ice cream does not quench the thirst, okay? It makes you... And I know ice cream's not necessarily maybe supposed to quench your thirst, but, like, it's It's not refreshing. Oh, disagree. I do. It's not better than vanilla ice cream. I didn't get... I, like, exclusively got vanilla ice cream up until the point that I was, like, 13 or 14. Like, I was like, nope, vanilla ice cream. No, no sprinkles, no chocolate syrup, no nothing else. Just plain old vanilla. I'm boring. Whatever. But chocolate's boring, too. So, our third question for today is, are avocados overrated? Yes, I agree. They are so overrated. Well, mm, okay, here's the thing. Avocados, this is actually, I'm slightly changing my opinion about this lately. I used to think they're completely overrated. I think they taste like nothing but texture. They don't taste like anything. But I recently started to get into guac and... I don't think it's the avocado that makes a guac good. I think guac is good because of tomatoes and salt and sour cream and stuff. But I do kind of like guac, and I guess avocados are involved in that. So now I'm a little, I'm a little it torn. Is, it is the base. Yes. It, it's what it, makes it green. It is in, indeed the exact thing that it's made out of. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I know avocados have a lot of health benefits, but I don't know that they're... I think they are overrated, yes. And I also think that they are over-pushed upon people because they are overproduced in California and they need to get rid of them because they go rotten in two days, so they're like, eat it on everything! Well, actually, most avocados come from Mexico. Whatever. So, our fourth question is... Banana bread should not have walnuts in it. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Banana bread tastes great with nuts in it. This is this is a no-brainer. Banana bread, nuts. Banana bread, chocolate chips, not bad. Banana bread, nuts, winner. Bam. Okay. Well, our final question for today is, is The Lion King the best animated Disney movie? Agree or disagree? Oh, I hate you. Um... Uh... I mean, here's the thing. I'm gonna say disagree simply because I always say that my favorite is Aladdin. Now, if we're gonna talk about cinematically from a point of storytelling, etc., it's the story of Hamlet, and therefore it's a good story. You can't deny it. It has some emotional stuff going on. But it's not my go-to number one Disney favorite for all times, and I don't know for sure that it's still Aladdin. I think it is still Aladdin. That's a hard question, and I hate it, and you're, you're a jerk. You heard it here first, folks. I'm a jerk. I do not apologize. You are. You're a little, little nipple. And we'll be right back with our next segment.
Alright everyone, welcome back from our little mini break here. Our next movie, slash, no, actually TV show. Got that yeah, wrong. Yeah, get it right, man. We're moving into the future. The future is in spring of 2021, so we're thinking somewhere in the middle of March, maybe the beginning of April, they're going to release the Loki TV show. That is the next project. This will be held on Disney+. Plus. It looks like... For those of you who have seen Avengers Endgame, if you haven't, I don't care about spoiling this at this point. It's been so long. So long. We have episodes about it. Three of them. Yeah, seriously. go back. Check yeah. them out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, in Avengers Endgame, Loki from 2012, from this alternate reality that they traveled to, escaped with the Tesseract. And so he is traveling through space and causing all kinds of mischief. And so even though the Loki from our reality died in Infinity War, this Loki from a different reality will be the Loki that this TV show will follow. And so we don't really know a whole lot of details exactly surrounding what's going on with Loki, of where he'll be going or what he'll be doing or what the conflict will be. But I'm down to watch anything that has Tom Hiddleston he's playing so, Loki. He's like one of one of he's a second best villain basically. Basically. He's like he's great. He's hilarious and also pretty evil and he's a great actor and now he has a freaking time jumping stone and apparently the uh writers of Rick and Morty are involved and I love that show. So I I I don't care. I'll I'll be super down to watch it. I and mean, we're going to have to get Disney Plus, which is kind of ugh, annoying. But of course, you know, that's what they do to you. For those of you who listen to our Marvels at our Villains episode, you'll know that I have Loki ranked as my fourth best villain. Uh, but anyway. Oh, okay. And just bring him down, why don't you? Just bring him down a little bit. I so, guess. Yeah, the whole tidbit about Rick and Morty, like, director, or writers, rather, being involved does make me think this is going to be a pretty funny show, but... I just feel like I'm not sure exactly what they plan on doing. They haven't released a whole lot of information about this just yet, but I, you know, can just genuinely say that I'm already giving this a 7 out of 10 for excitement level because every time that Loki has shown up on screen, even for the brief, like, three minutes he was in Infinity War, he always steals the show. He's the best part of the Thor movies. Like, Chris Hemsworth (laughs) should just donate part of his salary to Tom Hiddleston for, for making his movies for making his movies better, yeah. <laughs> Every time he's like, "Listen, if you weren't here." <laughs> well, and I think this is cool because I mean, like, not that I've read a bunch of comics or whatever, but like, you know, I feel like we've seen a, some mischievous mischievous things from Loki, but a lot of it was pretty brutal. And like, I think it'll be fun to just see more of a light-hearted side to the God of Mischief, and just kind of like see him messing around with stuff, you know. Yeah, and with the with the Tesseract, I mean, he can jump all over the universe. So who knows? Maybe he'll interact with characters, and he'll be in the past too. Because this dinosaurs. Will be, this will be well, no. This will be set up in like twenty twelve. Or so, dinosaurs. Like, maybe he'll be around the original like Guardians of the Galaxy when they first like show up. Or that's the other thing is like, do you think that these uh, these all of these Disney Plus shows are they going to actually slate in characters from other shows, or do you think they're going to kind of keep it separated? I would imagine that they can't keep it separated at this point. They have so many projects and so many characters and so many different like worlds that they're trying to like work with. I think it's basically impossible to keep things separated. I'd be surprised if any of these movies or shows going forward 
were able to not incorporate multiple characters from other shows because they just have too many people under contract right now. Yeah, but I mean, like, there might be some cameos, but I think it would take away from the whole point of giving these smaller characters their, their show if you put, like, Thor in there. Like, I mean, but I feel like also, do you, can you have a Loki show without addressing Thor at some point? Well, you know, on a, on a counterbalance to that, you know, I thought that season two of Daredevil worked great, even though, like, five or six episodes featured the Punisher. Yeah, not. But he, like, stole those episodes. Like, those were his episodes. Right, but did it really take away from the season or did it enhance the season? It enhanced it, but I feel like, I don't know. I just want to see more Tom Hilson. I don't want Chris in it, honestly. Okay. I'm sure he won't be in it, but other characters so? might be in it. Okay. Other characters might be in I it. I don't know what I think yet. What's your 1 through 10 rating? I guess, um, I'm going to give it an 8. I like Tom Hiddleston. All right. Well, 8 out of 10, I gave it a 7 out of so 10. So far, 2021 sounds just way better. Than 2020? Yeah. Well, to be fair, 2020 has four projects and 2021 has seven. Yeah, no, that's So fair. they got a little something on it. Um, going forward now, we're going to jump right into the next project, which is going to be Doctor Strange 2, officially titled Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm, I like a good alliteration, baby. This one definitely has my eye. Uh, oh. So let's just give it a quick breakdown for those at home who aren't like crazy nerds who watch YouTube videos like we do, who are like like researching all this stuff. So Doctor Strange 2 is going to pick up after WandaVision, for those of you who like watched our episode a couple episodes, or listened to our episode a couple episodes ago. So what's happening here is that we are skepticizing here because we don't really know a whole lot right now. But what we do know is that the events of WandaVision directly tie into Doctor Strange 2 to the point where they said that Scarlet Witch is supposed to become... I guess, like, more powerful during this whole run? I mean, basically, she's going to be his, you know, his right-hand man. So, like, right they're going... Right-hand woman. Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, they're going to be, like, fighting off together, side by side, just as, like, one needs the other in order to defeat this nightmare guy? What, is he a nightmare man? So Nightmare the ruler. Early theories are that the director who's pl- who's uh, directing this movie has come out and said that he would love to explore the original gothic tones of Doctor Strange's origins, which kind of like work around the idea of this villain named Nightmare, who apparently is like a god or some kind of demon from a different dimension it's from the nightmare dimension but it's, it's unclear if he rules it or if he's a god or what his powers are but apparently this he's nightmare, freddy krueger basically i think he can enter people's dreams via their nightmares and incept their minds that way and apparently the idea is that dr strange is going to need scarlet witch's help to defeat this nightmare i think this sounds like a really cool movie and it honestly, after I was watched this last little teaser video that we watched, it made a lot more sense because when the Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange movie came out, whatever, whenever the heck that was. 2016. Wow, oh, look at you. You got the facts, man. Cam with the facts. Uh, my dad, my dad has not watched all the Marvel movies. He's watched maybe a couple. He was stoked on Thanos. Like, he watched a handful of them. But when Doctor Strange came out, he, like, made my mom take him to the theater, go see it. He was like... A little kid on Christmas, he was so excited about a Doctor Strange movie. 
And now I get it, because my dad was so into horror comics. He was like, Tales of the Crypt, and like, he just like, was obsessed. He had bookshelves of horror comics when I was a kid. And so I'm like, so this is why he was so excited about Doctor Strange. He must have been so let down when that first Doctor Strange movie was not at all what he was probably hoping for. So hopefully my poor, poor father will be able to finally get his little weirdo horror comic fix. Hopefully. It sounds like they're saying that this is going to be the very first horror movie for the MCU. I hope they don't chicken out, man. I hope it's like really gross and creepy and weird. It's not going to be too creepy because Disney has the kibosh on them doing R-rated <sighs> movies. I know. So it has to be horror PG-13. Yeah, but you can still have spooky little little rat ghouls. Rat ghouls? Yeah, you know, little guys with creepy faces and scarecrow eyes. We'll see how much Disney tries to lay the hammer down. You know, after what they did to Star Wars Episode Nine, I don't really have a whole <laughs> lot of faith left in Disney. They've been kind of keeping their hands off of Marvel for a long time here, but I hope they're not trying to get their hands dirty all of a sudden. Because I think I'd be more excited if it was like, a, you know, not going to be the movie. Like, I feel like I I would be more excited if it was, like, on Hulu or something weird like that. Yeah. But I I, I think they're going to tame it down. Um, but it, it should still at least be, like, spooky and trippy and weird. So hopefully it's still good. Now, Doctor Strange, for me, was not one of my favorite, like, movies from these last, like, few phases that have gone on. I liked Benedict Cumberbatch, but I guess, like, in comparison to the other movies, I felt like it was just... I felt like it was just rushed and wasn't developed that well. So I just, I have a lot of excitement for this movie, but I'm keeping it around an eight. I would want to give it a nine, but Doctor Strange 1 just wasn't a fantastic movie for me. So I'm keeping it my excitement as an eight out of 10 for the multiverse of madness. But the idea that the title is the multiverse of madness means that we're going to get into some stuff and I'm ready. I think as far as, like, what we've talked about so far, this is the one that I'm most excited for. And I guess I gave all the other ones an 8, so I guess that means I have to give this one, like, a 9. That seems really excited. I'm a little tepid because I think they're going to tame the hell out of it. But I guess I'll give it a 9. Why not? All right. When we come back, we have four more projects to break down. We'll be right back. Coming at you on the break real quick for a new segment we like to call Money or Misfire. Yeah. I'm so good. I should just write jingles. Is that how we're gonna introduce this segment? That's I just decided it. Okay, here we go. It's it's written in stone. We could not possibly stop in recording and redo it. Alright. 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 <laughs> so I'm gonna kick this off. So basically what's gonna happen in this segment, we are going to talk about one thing that we saw or watched or that happened that we thought was money. And one thing that we thought was a total misfire. Should we do both of ours first? We should do like money, 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 money miss, 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 miss. Okay. How about money, miss, money, miss? Mm, money, money, miss, miss. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> now we're making nursery rhymes. Yeah. All right. So uh, for me, I'll start off. Something that I recently saw that I thought was money was uh, that there is going to be a revival of Company that I think is opening soon or has opened at this point where the character of Bobby is being played by a lady. Now, you might not know anything about Company. It's a musical, Stephen Sondheim. It's an amazing musical, and it bases itself around this guy who's turning 30, 
and uh, realizing that his life has been kind of, or I think it's 30, maybe it's 40, that his life's been just this kind of weird roller coaster of relationships and he doesn't know what he's been doing wrong and if he should want to settle down, etc., etc. But now they're popping a lady into that spot, which I think is super cool because it's one of the roles I've always wanted to play, but not been able to because I'm a lady. And now someone opened that door up and I think that is money. Hashtag 21st century. Yeah. So my thing that I thought that is money is recently I have been going through the catacombs of Disney Plus, which are not deep because no. Disney Plus does not have a lot of things on it. The sewer system of Disney Plus is not a catacomb. And I have discovered a show that I've always known about but just never felt the need to check out before. It was called Agent Carter. And Ooh, keep it on theme. I spent about like a few days going through both seasons. It wasn't that long. There was like eight episodes, ten episodes, 18 episodes total. Call that a hard binge. Hard binge. And it was amazing like i was like gushing over this show i couldn't believe it like i was like i was like who i mean after watching the first captain america movie i never would have thought that like oh yeah that character needs her own show but that character needed her own show she was great the supporting cast was great the writing was great the plot was great they had like really nice like cliffhangers at the end of every episode which made you like need to go see what happened next and then they canceled it after the second season i literally like screamed at the end of like the final episode it was like one o'clock in the morning i almost woke somebody up in the apartment but thankfully <laughs> i didn't um but yeah i was it was like i was embarrassed at how upset i was but nevertheless that show was great i cannot recommend it highly enough go check out agent carter on disney plus dope that is money so uh misfire i'm gonna turn it away from media here for a second and say that I read a little something here, and it's not entirely away from media, but um, I'll, all I saw in my newsfeed this morning on Facebook was how Hillary Clinton is saying how Bernie's a bad person and nobody likes him, and that's gonna be uh, rolling out a whole lot more of that when her documentary comes out soon, and she talks all about the 2016 election, etc., etc. And this is just a misfire to me because I'm just like, girl. What, why? Why you gotta do that right now? Why do we have to push so hard against uh, Bernie right before the Iowa caucus? And I, I'm not saying I'm a Bernie fan. I have a couple people in my top list and I'm not going to divulge that. I just think it's tacky to release statements like this right before the, like the, the votes. It's like you, you're not a part of this right now. Like when the documentary comes out, we can talk about it then, but why you gotta be like that, you know? Hot take. Hot take. I know we don't usually get political on this show. And I could see Cam's little face butthole tightening up about me bringing politics into it. But you know what? I had to, I had to, I had to misfire that one. Well, I think the idea of a misfire has double entendre onto itself. Oh, whatever. <laughs> You're a jerk. You know I'm right. My last, my, my misfire for this week is the event known as Star Wars Episode 9. Now, I know there are people out there who probably haven't seen The Rise of Skywalker just yet, so I'm going to try to do my best to not give a spoiler in my description here. But basically, what I will say is that 
they made some choices about where they wanted this plot to go, about where certain characters were going to go and what was going to happen and what was going to be left out. I and thought you liked the movie. So on and so forth. And I did like this movie, but I liked this movie, but it's impossible not to acknowledge what was wrong with this movie. And it just felt like there were so many things that they could have done that it felt like they were walking up to the edge of trying to do, and then they just didn't do it because they, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. But there's been conflicting reports coming out that like they had a different script, and then they changed the script, mm. and then the actual, the director apparently like had released, like they originally shot a movie that was supposed to be three hours and seven minutes, and then Disney was like, no way, Jose. And so he brought it down to two hours and 38 minutes, at which point it would still be the longest like Star Wars movie yeah. ever. And that they wrapped production with it being two hours and 38 minutes. And then when they actually premiered the movie, it was only two hours and 22 minutes because Disney went behind the director's back, J.J. Mm. Abrams, and cut out an extra like, you know, 17, 18 minutes of his movie without telling him about it. So there's a bunch of stuff in the movie that makes no sense because they just took a bunch of random stuff out without him Yee. knowing. Like, that is incredibly shady. That's horrible. And from what it sounds like when he came out and said what was taken out, it was stuff that would have made the movie better. Because when you watch the movie, you'll know what I mean. But it just seems like there's just a lot of questionable decision-making around the plot. And you're just like, why is this happening? And it sounds like probably because we're not getting the whole story. Woof! So, misfire on the entirety of Disney. I throw this at Bob Iger. Yeah, Bob, what you doing? The question really becomes, Bob, is that, you know, why is Marvel great and Star Wars is so lackluster? Maybe you need to keep your hands off of Star Wars and just let them do their own thing. Damn, all right, all right. Misfire. Well, that has been m -m -m Money and Misfire. <laughs> We'll be right back. Welcome back from break, everyone. Cam Bailey Okafor here with the real Jasmine Sherman. I am not fake. So we are breaking down the rest of everything coming in Marvel Phase 4 for 2021. So the next project after the Multiverse of Madness, which, again, does sound like the most badass thing coming in Dope. all of Phase 4, is the long-anticipated Spider-Man 3. Now, we are assuming this is coming in July of 2021. We do know it's coming after Doctor Strange, but we don't know if it's coming in June or July. I'm saying July. The first two came out in July. Why not, you know? Yeah. Nice summertime. So the truth of the matter is that this project is the one that we have literally the least amount of information because it was so in flux to begin with. Because Are they going to make it? Are they going to have Tom Holland? Are they going to even have the rights to Spider-Man? This whole deal with Sony. Apparently Tom Holland got on the phone with the CEO of Disney and was drunk. <laughs> and oh, what? I didn't hear this. And actually, like, cried and to, like, convince him to, like, <laughs> go back to the, like, bargaining table with Sony in order to, like, get Spider-Man back in the MCU. Aww. And it was after that plea that a few days later that they worked out a new contract. Tom Holland's old enough to drink? <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was amazing. I was just like, wow. You know, like, I, you know, I'm surprised that they would actually, like, 
you know... Humor him, basically. Well, yeah, be swayed by something like that. But I guess, you know, I guess some people have more power, you know? I mean, he is a really cute kid. You know, he's kind of single-handedly reviving the Star Wars... I mean, Star Wars, the (laughs) Spider-Man, you know, franchise. I felt like after the Garfield Spider-Mans that, like, it might have been too soon to redo a whole new Spider-Man. But I feel like he's just the perfect person to come back with it this quickly. Because otherwise you would have felt like you needed a break from Spider-Man, but it didn't seem like we needed a break with him. It felt like it was a natural transition. And with Iron Man being in those movies, it was great. Definitely. And he like actually legitimately seemed like a high schooler. Yeah. For once. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tobey Maguire wasn't giving me the high school vibes. So I feel like a lot of people out there in this world though are like, oh my gosh, Tobey Maguire was the best Spider-Man though. Where do you, what do you fall? How do you fall on that? I have not seen those movies recently enough to give an adequate response. I will say that I was not really feeling the Garfield interpretation. I did not like him at all as Peter Parker. I feel like he was a decent Spider-Man, but yeah. not a good Peter Parker. Because Peter Parker's supposed to be like, you know, like the dorky kid who yeah. can't really figure things out. And I feel like Tobey Maguire was actually, from what I can remember, he was a really good Peter Parker. You totally. know, like he was just like that kid who just couldn't seem to figure it out, just like always was Real finding ways to make dopey, it. Dopey, hopeless, romantic. Yeah. Dork. You know, but still incredibly smart guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I remember those movies being good, but again, yeah, I haven't seen them in a very long time either. Right. So what we know about Spider-Man 3 so far is not a whole lot, because it sounds like they're still developing everything for it right now, and it seems like it's being fast-tracked. Usually when movies are fast-tracked, it doesn't always turn out to be that great, but, you know, we'll see. I'm giving my fingers crossed for this one. I have a slight hope that we're going to be getting one of two things. One is more cool to me, but, you know, with... The way that Spider-Man Far From Home ended, it sounds like Peter's going to be in some legal trouble. So he'll need a lawyer of some sort. Yeah, and the, there's, there's two, rumors There's that... two that could be the, the lawyer. So one of them is She-Hulk. And that could be interesting. I'm not going to lie. That could be interesting. Have they cast a She-Hulk yet? They haven't, but they could just in time for this. Fair. You know, so I mean, you don't really know, but the more attractive option... Is that his lawyer would be Charlie Cox, Matthew Murdoch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're and all kind of secretly hoping finally bring them into the fold of the movies. That'd be so cool. If Daredevil shows up on screen for Spider Man Three, I will. Have... I will reverse poop back into my intestines. I will I'll be so stoked. I don't even know how I'd react to that. I'd be so happy. I'd be like, like you know, like. 10-year-old at a boy band concert happy. You know, there's something <laughs> just like unnaturally giddy for someone my age. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty, pretty dope. Um, but I hope that happens. But J.K. Simmons is back, so that's cool. Yeah, He'll no. He'll be involved in some aspect. I love that callback. You know, the fact that they were able to pull that off just was really cool to me. Very sneaky. And I mean, it's, it's perfect because it's like, you know, now that we've introduced the multiverse, it's completely doable. We can... We yeah. can snag people out of different Earths and stuff and pull them in from different TV shows and uh, movies, etc. from the past. Like, yeah, well, we have all, all those... those capabilities, baby. Yeah. So we don't really know a whole lot about it right now, so I can't tentatively give you too much excitement level for me. But I'm going to just tentatively give it like a 6 out of 10 because we just don't know enough about what's to come with Spider-Man. But let's be serious. It's good. It's probably going to be a pretty good movie. The first two were good, so I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. I I mean, yeah, it's not 
it's hard to know right now. Uh, the first Spider-Man movie I thought was really awesome, and um, the second one it was not as good, but it was still it was still good. I mean, it's gonna be good. Tom Holland is good, um, good actor, and he's a good Spider-Man. So I guess I'll give it like I'll give it a five for right now until I learn more. So the next project after that is called What If. So What If is supposed to be this animated show that's going to come out on Disney+. Plus. Now, if I'm getting a decent idea of how these things are all working out, I feel like these Disney Plus shows are going to be spread out so that they come like six weeks after or six weeks before a movie. So it just feels like with that scheduling lineup that it seems like they're going for, we can expect What If to come out sometime in late August of 2021. Sometime um, in the fall. So with that being said, the basis of this What If show is that they're going to be doing little like 30 to I think hour long episodes. I'm not sure exactly what the time length is here, but every episode is going to be a different take on each movie that happened in the MCU. So there oh. will be 23 episodes of this What If show. And I think they're going to split them up into two seasons. What? So it's going to be 10 episodes the first season and 13 episodes the second season. And huh. so basically the idea is that they released the idea for the first like one that they're doing. And the first one that they're doing is on Captain America, the first one. And the idea for this first What If episode is, what if instead of you know, um, Steve Rogers getting the super soldier serum that it was actually Peggy Carter who gets it and she becomes Captain America. And instead, and Steve Rogers actually ends up getting like a really old school, like Iron Man suit that Howard Stark builds for him. Weird. Okay. I, so it's just a bunch of fun, basically. I mean, nothing actually is affecting the actual anything no. no it's just it's a it's a animated show with alternative takes there actually are what if comics okay and they're basing this show loosely off of that just like you know just taking what you saw in a movie and just saying well what if we just changed how things worked a little bit so huh. one of the other ones they released is that like for the guardians of the galaxy episode or like episode that they're going to do Instead of Peter Quill being the person who gets abducted by aliens when he's like 10 years old, instead it's going to be, you know, um, Chitala. What? Chitala, yeah. Okay, that's like so weird and different. That's not even connected. It's not like a small like, oh, well, you know, what if uh, uh, Bucky got frozen too or something like that makes somewhat sense for someone with brainstorm? That's like... Totally, completely different. I know, it's animated. You just have fun with it. Yeah. I am not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit, I don't know if snob's the right word. It might be the right word. You know, let's be fair. You're a snob. Let's be fair. I am kind of a snob when it comes to animation. Like, if I see animation that looks weird, I have a hard time, like, watching it, even if the story's really cool. Yeah, I agree. So... I saw, like, a few, like, slides of the animation for What If, and the animation is just really throwing me off. I'm I'm interested because I want to see what kind of creativity they're going to come up with, even though I heard that one of the stories involves, like, Captain America zombies, and I just... I could take a whole episode telling people why I think zombies are <laughs> stupid. I hate zombies. Um, We've got opinions here. So... I am tentatively on the fence about this show. I am, I will watch it because I, let's just be fair. I'm in the bag for all these shows, but I am giving it a five out of 10 in an excitement level because I just have, I just don't know how I feel about that animation. 
I haven't seen this animation that you're talking about. Um, I'm not terribly excited for it just from like a standpoint that it doesn't further any of the plot. It's basically just a completely unrelated Marvel show. Um, Says, you know, a avid South Park fan. But what? As what does that have to do with anything? This, they never can. There's no plot of that show. Okay, You've watched for like 20 years. Thing. That's not the same thing. You like shows that don't have plot. I, not like this. It's part, if it's going to be part of the MCU, then it has to make sense that it's a thing. Like, I just, I don't, I guess I don't understand the point of it. I mean, it'll be fun, I'm sure. I, I give it like a four out of ten. I'm not. I'm not that interested. It's just another ploy to get me to get Disney Plus, which I'm already going to have anyways, but whatever. Yeah, so we are undecided on what if, but what if it's great? We'll find out. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> so, you are canceled. So the next thing that's coming, this is actually the first time that they're going to be doing this, is where they release two Disney Plus shows back to back. So instead of having it be like show, movie, show, movie, show, movie. Yeah. This will be the first time where they do shows back to back. And the show that they're putting out next is going to be Hawkeye. Now, as of right now, we're not sure if this show is still in production. Um, There's some weird stuff going on, right? There is some controversy going on with Jeremy Renner. And I'm not going to go into all the details of it. I'll leave that for you guys to go search on Google so that I don't have to sparse the facts here. You can go find out for yourself. But let's just say that that project might not be coming. But if it does come, it's supposed to be just, you know, Hawkeye going around and training his new protege by the name of Kate Bishop. And we're not sure if this is going to be his daughter that we got introduced to in Avengers Endgame or if it's going to be a completely different young woman. Either way, she's supposed to be someone who takes his mantle and ends up being the new Hawkeye for the MCU as they're trying to establish more and more young heroes in the MCU. Yeah. So with that being said, we don't really know what to expect. I have heard in in contrast that... They are now upping production on a different show. They haven't specified which show that is. Okay. But it's one of the three shows that were slated for 2022. They said one of those three is going to be fast-tracked now, but we'll tell you about those shows on our next episode. That seems pretty suspicious that they maybe aren't going to be doing Hawkeye. Yeah, it seems like they're not really sure about his legal troubles that he's in so they kind of want to just have all their ducks in a row just in case they have to cancel that show. Which is fine because, I mean... I don't think it's a show that anybody feels like they need. And I think you could very easily create a new Hawkeye without having to make a whole show about it and without having to have, honestly, even Jeremy Renner involved. Um, maybe to some degree, but like it doesn't, I don't think it needs its own whole movie for that new character to emerge. Um, so it's like, eh, I take it or leave it, honestly. I've never been that impressed by Jeremy Renner in the movies, anyways, so. He is a good actor. He just yeah. hasn't been... He, he felt so out of place in these movies. Yeah. You know, like, on a side note, when I watch, you know, these DC shows, like, the Green Arrow is essentially Hawkeye, but I've never thought to myself that the Green Arrow didn't need to be in those crossovers. He always felt like he was right where he, he needed to be. necessary. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, Hawkeye... You see the big fight scenes, yada, yada. He'll make a couple good one-twos, and he'll do some good stuff. But it's like, 
I'm never like, oh man, they couldn't have done that without him. They just didn't really develop his character no. at all on an emotional level. Like you just, you don't care that he's there. No. You know, like the Hulk hasn't really had his own movie with Mark Ruffalo as the main actor, but you care that Bruce Banner's there because they've actually given him some kind of a arc through these movies. Exactly. So I felt like they were just given Jeremy Renner this show as a nod to him being one of the original six and that he hadn't had any kind of project. And now that Scarlett Johansson has Black Widow, yada, yada, yada. It would feel a little, a little shady if they didn't give him anything. Right. But we're going to move on because this project is what we like to call In Limbo. Do, do, do. So what we do know for sure that it is coming is that the final thing coming in 2021 is... Thor for Love and Thunder, slated for the first week of November in 2021. Jasmine, we just watched a video on Thor 4. What we is did. your initial thoughts on Thor 4? Look, I'm pretty tepid about Thor movies in general. They're mostly bad. Didn't you like Ragnarok? It was fine. I mean, yeah, it had its funny moments, and it was like, there was it was funny, I guess, but like, I didn't think it was, other than being funny, like, the villain was pretty lame. The story was fairly lame. I just, I mean, yeah, I had good hum- good humor moments and some good character development, but, like, I still don't, I wasn't nuts about it like so many people were, and I hate it. I, if you look through in a past episode and listen, I hated what they did with Thor in Endgame and Infinity Wars. Like, I just thought it was so unnecessary to just make him, like, this big, fat, jokester, beer-drinking guy. Like, I'm like, you can... You're making a mockery of his depression, and it just, like, I hated it. I hated everything about it. So I just, like, I don't really like that much where the character development with him has gone. So as long as, like, I guess that's hopefully gonna... The comedy whoop-whoop aspect of it is maybe gonna, like, uh, bring the reins in a bit, but probably not because it's the same director as Ragnarok. So I just... I, I don't know. And then... I don't like Natalie Portman. She's not a good actress. I don't like her. I'm sorry. And she's going to be Lady Thor. I I hate to sound like a negative Nancy little butthole, but I'm just not really, I'm not that interested. So what we know about the movie so far is that apparently there is going to be a need for a new Thor on Asgard because where things end on Avengers Endgame is that Valkyrie is the new king of Asgard and she's going to need a queen of Asgard. And it sounds like Natalie Portman's going to reprise her role as Jane Foster, and she's going to become the new version of Thor, where she has Mjolnir, Thor's old hammer, even though our actual Thor is still going to be around, and he'll be in this movie as well. So we don't really know exactly what the conflict is yet, other than for some reason they need to get a new Thor. I am on a very different take on this movie than Jasmine is. I liked Ragnarok. I actually really liked what they did with Thor in Infinity War and Endgame. I thought that they were trying to portray what someone like Thor would react to when he goes through an immense trauma like that. And, you know, for the, for the MCU to always be trying to go out of his way to add, you know, like diversity and have more inclusion you know, one of the things that is sometimes left out of, you know, projects like this is the emotional and mental cost that it would take to be involved in like traumatic experiences like this. And I feel like they briefly touched on it in movies like Iron Man 3 and, you know, in Spider-Man. And so like you just, you've kind of like 
get some of a feel for what people are going through when they actually like have to deal with these real world like consequences, you know? I completely agree with that. that. I completely agree with that part of it. The the problem I had was that it was made into kind of a joke and mockery with him being overweight and drinking beers and playing video games online. Like I, I didn't like how it was kind of made light of. If that makes sense. Well, some people would take their depression that way. Some people do drink beers and just like kind of like, just like recluse and become video game addicts. I think we both know someone without naming names who had a, has a situation like that. So, I mean, it's not the most unbelievable story in the world, but you know, it is, it, it was, it was a choice. Let's we'll, yeah. yeah. Agree we'll to disagree say, and move yeah. on. So you know, with all that being said, we still don't know a whole lot of topics uh, kind of around like what the conflict will be for Thor 4. But with the guy who made Ragnarok at the helm, I am interested to see what direction they go. I feel like that was the best of the Thor movies. I am a little surprised they gave Thor a fourth movie, though. Yeah, a little weird, especially considering maybe they felt bad that like his first two did so bad. <laughs> They're like, here, we'll give you another shot. It's just that, you know, Marvel right now has so many projects they're trying to take on. Yeah. With, with acquiring, you know, with acquiring, like, all the Fox properties, so now you have Deadpool and you have Fantastic Four and you have the X-Men and, like, the fan base is not going to let you get away with not doing those movies. No. And then you have sequels for all of your secondary movies. So you have your Guardians 3 and... Black Panther. Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2 and yep. Ant-Man 3. Like, you already have all these projects lined up and then you're on top of that, you're introducing even new characters like Miss Marvel and She-Hulk yeah. and Moon Knight and Blade. Shane she Blade. And Blade, yes, yes. <laughs> and apparently they're doing a movie on the Nova Corps. And it's just like, I just don't get why, like, you kind of established the pattern that, like, certain people would get three projects and then they would be, you know, like, cast off into the sunset. So for them to give Thor a fourth movie, it just feels a little out of place. I'm just like, didn't we tell all this story? Is there really yeah, more story to tell with Thor? But as far as like, I think the reasoning is that they need more options for strong female leads. This is kind of one of the few characters in the MCU comic book universe that is a strong, strong female lead. And they, maybe they feel like the best way to introduce that character of the um, lady Thor is, through a Thor movie as opposed to, like, just straight up pulling out her own movie and having her be the title character. And technically, if she is becoming Thor, then it's not Thor Chris Hemsworth's movie. It's Thor her movie. I don't know that they really need to push for more, like, female characters. I think they've already done that with making the new Hawkeye Kate Bishop. And then you have Captain Marvel, and then you're introducing She-Hulk, and then you're introducing Miss Marvel, and then you're giving Scarlet Witch her own show... And then you have Black Widow having another movie. Well, no, I mean, it's clear that they're doing a lot of that. And yeah, there's no, a reason. There's a, there's a tremendous push to get more female, like, led movies and, like, shows and projects. Yeah. So I, I don't, I feel like, you know, like, this seems like that might not have the true effect on it. But it does sound like this movie is going to be the first time that they really push the LGBTQ, like, as that being the lead with Valkyrie being... Yeah the king of Asgard and getting her queen. It sounds like they're setting that up to be that kind of like romance. Yeah, because I guess if you if you think back, there's not really anything, is there? There isn't. And I feel like maybe that's what the true push is. They were like, damn it, DC put out Batwoman. 
we gotta we gotta fight back. <laughs> <laughs> They're like we're looking we're looking like we're in the uh, the last century. Well, well, <laughs> point made. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, that is the entire slate for 2021. And if you listen to our 2020 episode, that's the entire slate for Phase Four. Marvel has said that's wrapping crazy. wrapping all of this up that. There will be a new, like, 10-year plot like they had for Avengers, like, for the Infinity Saga. So there will be a big villain just like Thanos Mm -hmm. that will come in essentially what they would call Phase 6. Jesus. And apparently they're using all of Phase 4 to set up the eventual conflict that will come later on in Phases 5 and 6. So... Definitely pay attention to all these projects because they apparently will be laying seeds for this next big villain through all like 10 or 11 of these projects. So, Damn. you know, it takes a lot of ingenuity to like story build on this level. I'm really impressed by the writers, honestly, who like who find a way not only to create a good story independent in and of itself, but then also tie it to everything else that everyone else is doing. Yeah, no I mean, you have essentially 10 different writers rooms and they all have to find a way to create a great story and work together at the same time. It is nuts, hands down. Craziest multimedia film continual story universe building project ever done, ever. And that's why we spend so much time talking about it. But, you know, with that being said, we will talk about it more the next time that I have the helm because part three of this trilogy will be what's coming in phase five, and that will be my last word on Marvel upcoming For now. For now. (laughs) But we will see you all next time. All right, that's our show for today. Thank you for tuning in to Flip It and Reverse It. As always, my name is Jasmine Sherman. You can find me on Instagram at TheRealJasmineSherman, where I post about shenanigans in my life and all my other endeavors. Uh, Where can people find you on Instagram, Sir Cam? So you can find me on Instagram at ask underscore why underscore not the ask why not page. There's nothing that interesting that is going on on that page, but for some reason, you're still going to go check it out. Why? Why not? Uh, you can also follow our uh, Instagram page for this podcast at flip it and reverse it, um, where we will post updates on new upcoming episodes, etc. Yeah. And wherever you find us on your in your podcast life, whether that is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to us right now, give us a rating. Give us a review. Make Comment, it five subscribe. stars. Five star reviews. Five stars or bust, baby. Or bust. We don't want those four stars. No, you can put the four stars in the pound with all the other reject ratings. Oh, it's terrible. I know. It's terrible. I hated it the second I said it. This is why we shouldn't improv anymore. I should just go stop everything and leave this world. What is your um, final thought for the day? M- well, my final Pound thought. Lady. Shut up. <laughs> uh, my final thought for the day, I've just forgot because I feel terrible. I will um, pick up the slack and I'll give you, you my Why don't you tell me your thought final of thought of the day? My final thought of the day is that when you search a long time for something and you finally find it, and then you learn later on that it's going to be taken from you, don't go out quietly, and I won't either. Because after years Whoa, of living in the, the state, heck? after years of living in the state of Montana, I have spent so many years looking for the orange liquid known as duck sauce that was so prevalent Aww. in the East Coast where I grew up at. 
But now, after spending years of looking for duck sauce and finally finding a grocery store who will provide me with said duck sauce, that grocery store is now closing and I need to get over there stat and buy all of their duck sauce because if I gotta go without duck sauce, I'm at least gonna be stocked up for the rest of this year. This is nonsense, I'm oh, mad. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, my final thought of the day is that uh, my very good friends uh, who are in a band called Pale People released an album called Lizard Monster Eats Everybody or everything, everybody. And you all should go check them out because it's a really fun album. It's a rock musical about Godzilla that no one ever asked for. It's great. The things that we never asked for, the things that we always need. But sometimes we do ask for things and we're glad when we get them. Like the fact that Jasmine now has another podcast. Tell us about it. Oh, look, you let me plug my podcast. Aww. So I do have another podcast. I just started a podcast called Before the Final Rose with my very good friend, Miss Jordan Knuckleby, and we are breaking down episodes of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So go follow us on wherever you listen to your podcasts and look up Before the Final Rose. Follow us on Instagram at the at Before the Final Rose. And uh, even if you're not interested, you know I'm funny, so you're, you're here for it, right? Exactly. All right. Well, that's it that we have today. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see y'all later. Bye.